Good morning. We want to thank all of you who have joined us for worship via the videos once again. And once again, we are holding off being in the church and we want to be able to come back safely. And everyone is eager to come back. Uh, we are working on a way to bring Eucharist to all of you, and we will give you those plans. I will tell you that next week. If that happens, it'll be the following week, a week from this Saturday. We will do it on a Saturday. So uh, we're very excited about that, and let us uh, pray on that, that we can have a chance to have Eucharist in a safe um, and orderly fashion. And then the service will still be by video. So I want you to all know that. And I want to thank all of you who participated in the Bible studies. It was a lot of fun and, and to hear views of other people. It just was invigorating and I think they went well. We want to welcome all of you to uh, tap that link. Come on in on Tuesday morning if you have a concern or questions even about the church that can be answered or just a concern or sharing simple sharing in prayer, if you would like to do it that way. So let us start now today with confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God whose steadfast love is everlasting, whose faithfulness endures from generation to generation. Amen. Trusting in the mercy of God, let us confess our sin. Reconciling God, we confess that we do not trust your abundance, and we deny your presence in our lives. We plan in ourselves and rely on our own efforts. We fail to believe that you provide enough for all. We abuse your good creation for our own benefit. We fear difference and do not welcome others as you have welcomed us. We sin in thought, word, and deed. By your grace, forgive us. Through your love, renew us. And your spirit, lead us. So that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Amen. Beloved of God, by the radical abundance of divine mercy, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained grace upon grace. Our sins are forgiven. Let us lie now in hope, for hope does not disappoint. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts, into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The prayer of the day. God of compassion, you have opened the way for us and brought us to yourself. Pour your love into our hearts that overflowing with joy, we may freely share the blessings of your realm and faithfully faithfully proclaim the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The first reading is from Exodus 9, verses 2 to 8. 
The Israelites had journeyed from Rephidim, entered the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the Israelites, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, the whole earth is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses came, summoned the elders of the people, and set before them all these words, and the Lord that the Lord had commanded him. The people all answered as one, Everything that the Lord has spoken we will do. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, we will read responsively Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with a song. Know that the Lord is God, our maker to whom we belong. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter the gates of the Lord with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. Give thanks and praise to God's holy name. Good indeed is the Lord, whose steadfast love is everlasting, whose faithfulness endures from age to age. The second reading is from Romans 5, verses 1 through 8. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that we, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. 
When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas, aristocrat, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the gentles, Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts. No bag for your journey, or two tunics, or sandals, or a staff. For laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy, and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on that day of judgment than for that town. See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you will speak or what you will say, for what you are to say will be given to you at that time, for it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death and father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes again. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, that's got a lot of stuff in it, doesn't it? It's got healing, it's got compassion, it's got persecution, it's got kind of a, a, a group of lost souls and those who are going to be sent out 
not knowing where their next meal actually will be coming from. A little bit like us pastors. That's a joke. We know where our last meal is coming from. This is, this is important, and it's important for a lot of reasons. And the first reason that it's important is the, the idea of being sent. And last week I said, did you know that you are sent? Well, you're sent. And all of us should be part of the harvest. Too many times churches rely just on leaders to harvest the flock and to bring in those who need compassion and love. And so in every church, you have that 80-20 rule. I know that some of you have heard. Has anybody here have heard that 80-20 rule? 20% are the ones who do it, and 80% come and reap the benefits. But we all reap the benefits, and we all have something to do with who we are as the mission of Christ in the world. And our gospel today is following the gospel. It's about the impact of the gospel. It's about the receiving of the word of God. It's about the freedom and the life of God amongst us. Uh, this, this idea of the gospel, we talked about that in the Bible study last night. The idea of the gospel is not necessarily the written word that I just read. That's the gospel. There's four of them. But the gospel also is creation the natural course of things, which is truth. Creation can draw you closer to God. The gospel is the proclamation of the good news. You to your neighbor. Why do you go to church? You know, I find so much solace. I can't necessarily tell you why. I love the community, but I find solace when I go to church. I find for a short period of time that the cares are, are kind of washed away as I listen to the word of God. So you right there, if you say something like that or anything like that, you are the gospel because the gospel is the good news. The good news that God is for us, with us, and covering for us at all times. Covering with us the cloak of Christ, the baptized. We can be transformed if we just think about how much God really, really covers for us and how much God loves us and finds us worthy. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. He sees not only the perspective of, his, of, of their pain, not only that, but he sees another kind of pain. He recognizes their hopelessness. He recognizes their lostness, if you will, that they're just somehow not connected. And, and people, when they're not connected, they're, they're kind of searching and, and kind of grasping for something that can be held true, that can be, that can be counted on. We really want to count on those things that we believe. I, I had a minister one time from the Congolese say to me, I want a God who hears everything I have to say, and I want a God who forgives me, and I want a God who tells me what to do next, and I want a God, you know, that I said, boy, you want God, don't you? <laughs> I mean, it's, you don't always get all those things, at least sometimes not in the way you're asking for it. But God does know what we need, and God has continually had compassion on each one of us when we're in pain. The kind of pain that doesn't recognize in oneself that they're worthy is a terrible thing. The kind of pain that when a person feels totally alone, 
and that no one is going to contact them or no one is going to tell them that they were missed today. And how are you doing? That's a lot of pain because feeling alone is a very desolate feeling. It's a feeling of being alone in a desert. And sometimes when people are so alone, they don't reach out to others. And one of the most beautiful things about being alone is to reach out to someone else. You're not alone if you reach out. Now, if you can't, you're homebound, you can't use the phone, you're in a hospital, that, that's a different story. But if you're alone and you're lonely, pick up those little yellow or blue books that we have and call someone on it, anybody. Point to someone, God will guide you. And, and say, hi, I'm sitting here by myself today and I just really wanted to reach out to someone. It's, it's a wonderful thing when you do that because your own loneliness now is transformed. It's transformed into giving. And be honest about how you feel. Not, not many of us are honest about how we feel. We don't like to feel lonely. We don't want to feel helpless. We don't want to tell anybody that our self-esteem has had a big blow to it. We don't want to share those kind of vulnerabilities. But it's the very vulnerability that God is there to lift you up from. I'm a worrier. I spend a lot of time, you know, laying in bed at night, trying to tell myself that everything is going to be perfect. And then, you know, I think to myself, well, is it? And finally, I do get to the base point. I go, well, God, if it's in the church that I'm worrying, I go, it's your church. Guide me to help it. If it's about myself I'm worrying, show me what to do to lift myself up. If it's about someone in my family, I don't get over the worry. <laughs> if it's about my kids. But I just ask for sleep and to God to take it for a while. There's so many different variations on how we worry and how we see the world and how we see the world seeing us. But God sees us as, as people of glory, as the perfect ones, the beloved ones. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent. Turn around. Take a look. Believe in God. Believe in the good news. This is never done that frequently now in the modern world. We don't really talk about the idea of freedom about God because we have freedom of religion in here in the United States. In, in the, the Village Exchange Center that my husband runs, a nonprofit for immigrants and refugees, they didn't have freedom. They were persecuted. And so for them, it's very hard to let go and say, I'm safe. It's very hard for them to let go and tell you their stories. I have heard some stories, some horrible stories of what people have gone through in Rwanda and across the world. And why am I bringing this now? Because push comes to shove. Bottom line, who are we anyway? We are the same. All of us, all over the world, we're the same. We want to have worth. We want to have a sense of freedom that our skills and gifts can be used. We want to be able to give, and we want to be able to receive. The providence of God is saying to you, it's there for you. Go out. The harvest is plentiful. Don't even think about what you don't have. Think about what the other person doesn't have, which, by the way, this church does very well. We are invited every single day to repent and believe in the good news. Some of us are so broken down in our own sensibilities of ourselves that we can't we can't see the greater good. And I, I do like to tell stories to kind of 
Now, this is a true story that kind of opens up what I'm trying to say. I, I know many of you know that I had done prison ministry for a long time. And I can tell you that it was an incredible, incredible thing that happened to this man I'm going to tell you about. He was in prison, and then he got sick. He got cancer. And I was asked when I went to visit the, the prison to please go to the infirmary because a man was dying. But before I went, the nurse came over to me who was caring for him, and she told me a little bit about him. And she said he suffered a great deal, and she spoke to him in the most tender way, spoke about him in the most tender, tender way. And I had no idea what his past was. And she started to share a little. She knew what his past was, but she still spoke about him in a tender way. She says he's very quiet and withdrawn, and sometimes I find him crying. Well, I go in. And while we were there, I told him, you know, I have to say that, uh, I forget her name, I, I, don't, I just can't remember her name. I'm going to use the name Mary, because we have a Mary with us today. And so I said, Mary speaks so highly of you. She said, you've been going through a lot, and I'm here to pray with you. And he said, no God would hear my prayers. I said, no, no, they wouldn't. He said, and I said, she says that you really have been very quiet and withdrawn and, and crying some. And I, I want to help you and, and be here with you. What would you have me pray for? He said, God would never listen to my prayers. And if Mary knew what I have done, she wouldn't be speaking so kindly about me. And I said, oh, but you're wrong. She knows everything that you've done. Everything. And she cares about you very much. And he began to weep so hard, my heart broke for him. And then he allowed me to pray with him. He did not believe that anybody who knew how horrible he was could care for him. That is a very alone feeling. Now, he had reason to feel bad about himself because his sins were great. But at the same time, he was one of us, one of us broken human beings that could still pray and still be loved. So when we retain the sins, the sins of any and let go and we go out to, to speak the word of God, the most beautiful thing that you can do is keep in your mind that if, if I care for this person a little, how much more will the God who loves me and who's resurrected will care for them? Believe it. Believe that your simple caring is magnified beyond our understanding by the God who loves us and finds worth in each one of us. Amen. Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We continue with the prayers of intercession. Called into unity with one another and the whole creation, let us pray for our shared world. Holy One, you bring us together and call us your own. Bless theologians, teachers, and preachers who help us grow in faith. Guide your church that we might be a holy people. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Holy One, the whole earth is yours. Where there is fire, bring cool air and new growth. Where there is flooding, bring abatement. Where there is drought, bring rain. Inspire us to care for what you have provided. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Holy One, we have created divisions you will not own. In places of conflict, raise up leaders who work to develop lasting peace and reconciliation. Encourage organizations and individuals who care for all forced to leave their homes. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Holy One, you care for those who are harassed and helpless. Protect and defend those who are abused. Heal those who are sick. Feed all who are hungry. Empower all whose voices go unheard. And help us respond to the pressing needs of our neighbors. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Holy One, you provide a plentiful harvest of gifts and resources. Prepare us to labor and gather the fruits of this congregation that we might discover new ways of living. Minister to us in our work that we do not lose heart. Hear us, O God. Holy One, you bring all people to yourself. We give thanks for the holy people who have gone before us. Sustain us in your mission until the day you bear us up to join the saints in light. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Receive these prayers, O God, and those too deep for words, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share that peace amongst each other. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. God, peace be with you. And if you're alone, as I keep saying, just... Just hold yourself for just a moment. Know that God is holding you, and God is the breastplate of peace given for you as pure gift. So take that gift and give yourself a moment of peace. Now, I like to do a little offering uh, reflection as we don't pass the, the plate around here, although we have a couple times, I remember now. But I want to thank you all. The church thanks you. Christ's mission here in Pueblo is partly dependent on each one of you. Everything that happens in this church, from paper towels to pencils, comes from you. And we are full of the gratitude that one is full of when they are generously given gifts. Your donations and gifts are something to be proud of. Don't boast, but you should be proud. We thank you. We thank you from the bottom of our heart, knowing that all good things are coming to this church from the kindest people we know. Thank you very much.
God of goodness and growth, all creation is yours, and your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. Water and word, wine and bread, these are the signs of your abundant grace. Nourish us through these gifts, that we might proclaim your steadfast love in our communities and in the world. Through Jesus Christ, our strength and our song. Amen. O God, most mighty, O God, most merciful, O God, our rock and our salvation, hear us as we praise. Call us to your table, grant us your life. When the world was a formless void, you formed order and beauty. When Abraham and Sarah were barren, you sent them a child. When the Israelites were enslaved, you led them to freedom. Ruth faced starvation, David fought Goliath, and the psalmist cried out for healing. And full of compassion, you granted the people your life. You entered our sorrows in Jesus, our brother. He was born among the poor. He lived under oppression. He wept over the city. With infinite love, he granted the people your life. Remembering his death and resurrection, we cry out, Amen. Celebrating his resurrection, we shout amen. Amen. Trusting his presence in every time and place, we plead amen. Amen. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Loving God, by your spirit, we are born anew and you nourish us like newborns with this holy food, by which we grow into salvation. Give us grace to live as your risen daughters and sons, shining in the world with your marvelous light, until you gather all creation to the heavenly table where Christ reigns in glory forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.